Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast. This is episode 10. Um, a lot to get into today. NBA, uh, Would You Rather segment, NFL, five-star highlights from the week, college football, soccer, dumbass tweet or tweets of the week, and then combat sports to end it like usual. Um, we're going to start off with the NBA. I'm going to do my final mock draft as the draft is in two days. Um, I have updated it for the Thunder-Laker trade. Um, but any if no trades have gone through, then I'm not updating it. I'm taking as these guys are picking where they are. Um, we'll start off with the big news. Harden wanting out of now. So Westbrook, obviously, he wanted out uh, earlier, or like mid last week. Harden said he was planning on staying. Now he plans on leaving. Wants to go to a contender he doesn't like where the Rockets are headed. Um, the Rockets want to trade. They want to trade Covington, Tucker, Eric Gordon. They want to get away, and they want to go young. So Harden to Brooklyn. Now it sounds like Harden's not just on Brooklyn. He said that he would like to play in Brooklyn, but he also loves the idea of teaming up with Joel Embiid in a big-time center that he can throw lobs to as he's driving to the basket and stuff like that. So I like the fit. To me, the fit doesn't make sense to me in Brooklyn. And we'll actually get into one of the dumbass tweets right now. Harden is a... I saw a tweet. I'm not going to name names on these tweets. Except the Tony uh, the Tony Ferguson tweet. We'll, that is his tweet, so we'll, we'll name him. But in this tweet, Harden is a great fit with KD and Kyrie. So now back to that. Harden to Brooklyn. How is that a great fit? If, if you come to me and say Kyrie is okay with being the third option, because that's what he would be if Harden was in Brooklyn. Harden or KD would be the one of the two, depending on how KD comes back. Harden might be the one. Okay, they're one or two. Kyrie's definitely the third option. You cannot tell me, and I will not let you lie to me, and say that Kyrie is okay with that. There is not a chance in hell Kyrie Irving is okay with that. I think he's fine being the number two behind KD because I think he realized when he you know, he was with LeBron that he said, well, I want to be the number one guy. Well, he went to Boston and became the number one guy, and I don't think he, I don't think he really liked it. Um so I think he knew that maybe I'm not a number one guy. Maybe I need to be the second fiddle and just score the ball. Well, okay, he was second fiddle KD. I said that's going to work. Their roster right now, Brooklyn's roster right now, I have them in the NBA Finals. They're the best team in the East by far, in my opinion, with that roster. Karis LeVert, Dimwitty, Allen, um, DJ, uh, Joe Harris, Tyler Johnson. I like their team. Uh, Garrett Temple. I really like the Nets. I would favor the Nets. I would take the Nets. If you said Nets are the field in the East, I'm taking the Nets. This trade, I think, honestly hurts them a little because I think there's going to be so much. I don't know. I just think there's not going to be. It, there's not enough. Ba- there's one basketball on the court now. I don't like it. Um, I think Harden to Philly is great because I think, first off, Houston, they can get Ben Simmons, who's better probably than anybody the Nets can offer, even though the Nets. Are going to offer you, you have to, for the Nets to offer, they got to offer LeVert, Dinwoody, Allen. You're going to get three guys, but I think Simmons is a guy Houston can go ahead and build around for the future. You already have him on a, he's already got his extension. He's already on a four year deal. So you trade him, you trade, Harden goes to Philly. I, I honestly, I don't know who I would take between Philly and Brooklyn. I really like both teams. It would, that would be a trade. If he goes to Philly, it'd be like, okay, I don't know if I'm taking the Nets over the field anymore because I really like Philly. Phillies 1B or maybe better. Um, But like I said, I don't think the trade to Brooklyn makes sense. There's no way Kyrie's going to like that. Unless they're trading Kyrie for Harden. Then okay, I get that because I think Harden's better than Kyrie by a lot. And I think Harden and KD would be nasty together. But putting all three of them together, like if they were going to go... if. if the Nets were going to go trade for a third star, Bradley Beal would have been better because I don't think Beal. I think Beal is very unselfish. He doesn't need the ball. He can catch and shoot for them. So that's different with Harden. Harden needs the ball. We've seen this. Harden has to have the ball in his hands. He, that's why Westbrook. I think that's the reason Westbrook wants out. I don't think Westbrook doesn't like playing with Harden. Westbrook wants the ball. I I question the fit of Westbrook and Harden because Westbrook Westbrook's not a good off ball player. He's not a catch and shoot three guy. You know, so Harden to Philly, I love for Ben Simmons and whoever else you got to throw in. I love that for Houston too because you get a good piece in Ben Simmons to where, you know, you can, 
you can build around Ben Simmons. In my opinion, when you're getting Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Dinwiddie, that's not a that's not a those aren't superstars. I think Simmons is a can be a superstar. To me, he's elite level star right now. I think if he were, you can build around him. They'll build around him the right way too, not with not with multiple bigs on the court like Philly does, like Philly has. You know, you need Simmons, one good center, and then three shooters. That's what you need to build around Simmons. And I think Simmons can flourish. I think you can. You're going to see Simmons at one point. If he goes to Houston and you build around the right way, he can average 22 points, 12 assists, eight boards, and that can that will be his stat line for his career. And that's a it's a superstar, you know. Harden to Philly is much better than Harden to Brooklyn. I don't understand the Brooklyn one I, because you cannot again you cannot lie to me and say Kyrie wants to be the third fiddle. There's no way. You know, Ky- Kyrie got lucky that you know Kevin Love was a fucking star. Sorry, excuse the language, but he was a star, and Kyrie got lucky that Kevin was so and so. And she's like, I realize I'm the third guy. Kyrie would not have been okay with being the uh, third guy in Cleveland. I don't know, he wasn't even okay with being the second guy. And then he realized, oh man, I messed up. I don't really want to be the number one guy because it's so it's such a burden. And guess what? He was right. He was he was not a good number one. He's a good. He's a great two. Just like I think Westbrook. The thing about Westbrook, I don't think Westbrook can be a two or a three anymore. I think Westbrook, you're hearing Charlotte as a rumor. That's great for him. Charlotte or New York is great for him. You know why? Because he can go and be the number one guy. He can put up amazing stats, 32 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. He can do all that and be, that's what Westbrook is. He is not a championship guy. And I've said this for years and years and years. Westbrook is not a guy you're going to win a title with. Now there was a tweet. I saw a funny tweet. It was like Westbrook, LeBron should get the Lakers to get Westbrook because it would be a huge feather in the cap for LeBron if he could win a title with Westbrook on the team. Now, I didn't want to see Westbrook on the Lakers, but I thought it was interesting. But Westbrook going to Charlotte, or I don't even want to see him in Charlotte. New York is the place for Westbrook, in my opinion. The Mecca, you're going to sell huge merchandise. You're going to sell tickets. When we're able to come back with fans, of course. Um, and Westbrook can be back to what he was in Oklahoma City. And and honestly, in the East, you bring in Westbrook, you bring in another draft pick, you have some young talent there in Barrett, you could possibly sneak in the playoffs with Westbrook. In the East, you could possibly sneak in the playoffs. I mean, Westbrook snuck in the playoffs in OKC in the West. Well, why not the East? Even though I think the East is only getting better, especially if Harden... It's funny how all these stars are looking, oh, let's go East. We'll see what happens, you know? But Harden to Philly makes the most sense for me. Not Harden in Brooklyn. That doesn't make sense. It really just doesn't make sense. All right. Lakers trade Danny Green and the 28th pick for Dennis Schroeder. This was a robbery. Highway robbery. And if you don't see it any other way, you're wrong. You traded the 20th. The what's the 20th pick going to be? Let's say you take a point guard, a Trey Jones, a Dotson, a Nico Mannion, um, a Tyrell Terry. Okay, let's say you take one of them. Well, they're not going to play much next year. Maybe Trey Jones and Dotson because I think they flirt, they're they're ready now, but they're not going to be huge. But you now have your third score. Dennis Schroeder is your third score, and he can relieve pressure off LeBron going into LeBron's 18th season. He's going to be able to handle the ball, score for you, and he can create. He's a better version of Rondo, and I agree, though, he has to prove in the playoffs that he can be better than Rondo because Rondo was phenomenal in the playoffs. But I think Schroeder can and the Lakers intend on signing him to a four-year deal once they trade for him. And I love that. I think Schroeder's great fit with the Lakers. No question, great fit. I love the trade. And it was, you know, Danny Green, it is what it is. He got one year with the Lakers and wins the title. And Green's going to be shipped to a championship contender. The Thunder aren't going to keep him. He'll be cha- He's going to go to a championship contender and be able to compete next year. Um, I don't know what contender. But we'll see, you know. Um... Pelicans, they want to tra- they want to trade Drew Holiday, but they do not want to trade Drew Holiday to the West. They said that they don't because the Pelicans see themselves as let's keep getting this young talent in. They think Ingram and Zion are going to be able to take them to the playoffs next year. Well, they don't want to trade Holiday to a contender where they got to play Drew Holiday, who's a great defender. Again, Drew Holiday to Brooklyn makes a ton of sense. He doesn't need the ball. He's a guy that's going to be their best defender. 
and he's going to be able to be the third scorer. He's fine with that. That is a great trade for Brooklyn. Drew Holiday. Um, the, uh, the Sixers or the Celtics getting Drew. Um, the Raptors. Drew Holiday is going to be... The, the, he, he would fit perfectly in Miami. Now, Miami's not going to trade Tyler Hero for him. Um, you're talk- the, the Nuggets offered uh, Will Barton, Gary Harris, and a future first for Drew Holiday. That's an incredible trade, but they don't want to trade him to the West. Which I agree with. I, I wouldn't trade him to the West either. I'd trade him to the East. Because then you definitely won't play him. You're not making it to the finals within the next couple of years anyway. You know, but they could sneak in the playoffs next year. Ingram taking a huge leap. If he can go average 20, he'd be their number one scorer probably. Even though Zion's their best player. Zion averages 24 a game. And then Ingram averages 26-27. They can be fine. And of course, if uh, Lonzo can just, he can average, you know, 13 points and 10 assists and 7 rebounds. That's good. That's all they need from Lonzo. They also had the 12th pick. But you trade him to Brooklyn. I mean, could you get... You trade him to Brooklyn. Could you get Karis LeVert? That'd be incredible for the... For the Pelicans. If they could get Karis LeVert. Oladipo will stay with Indy. He told them, I don't know what all this is, where all this has come from. Where he was telling players. All the players in Indy said he's never done that around us. Um... None of the other teams have said that was true. Um, and he's going to stay with Indy. So then back to where will Russ end up. Like I said, New York makes the most sense. I really don't want to see him in Charlotte because I think that takes away from Graham. Saying, well, maybe they'd have to trade Graham to get him, but I don't know. They said they will not trade the number three pick for him, which obviously not. He is not worth the number three pick in the draft, and Michael Jordan knows that at least. Michael Jordan wants him bad because he loves Westbrook. Westbrook's the Jordan guy. Um, so he wants him bad. Um, like I said, New York makes a ton of sense. So much sense for New York. I, th- I mean, you're not going to... New York's... New York is still... They didn't get lucky in the lottery. They're still, in my opinion... First off, they got to start developing guys better. They're three, four years away still. So why not go get Westbrook, you know? I, I don't see an issue with that. Go get Russ. Um, makes a ton of sense to me. If you go get Russ, so um, Chris Paul trade went down. It, here's the here's the full trade in principle. Um, the Suns will receive Chris Paul and Abdul Nader, and the Thunder will receive Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, and a 22 uh, first-round draft pick. I'm guessing that'll be lottery-protected, but still another first-round pick. I think that's a really good haul for Chris Paul at his age. Now, what I was asked was, does this move the needle enough for the Suns? To be in the playoffs? Yes, I think the Suns will be in the playoffs. I saw Perkins, or Kendrick Perkins, say top five, um, top five team in the West. I don't know about that. But I do think they're definitely in 6-7 range, maybe the 8 seed. But I definitely think they're in, and they'll be a tough out. Because now Devin Booker relieves relieve some pressure off Booker with having Chris Paul. You know? And he's eight, I think Aiton's going to strive the most, though, because Chris Paul in the pick-and-roll game is phenomenal. Getting to throw lobs to a, set, a legit athlete, a great athlete, a 7-footer. I think Aiton is going to turn into a really good player. But I think it's, you know, the Thunder know. You know, they traded Schroeder away for basically nothing, got a first-rounder, like I said, but they know that they're rebuilding. Um, they had the one year. They did, They thought that – I think what the Thunder thought last year was that they were going to be really bad, and then they were going to – at the trade deadline, they were going to make all these trades for all these guys they have and rebuild sooner. But they were so good, they were like, well, we can't rebuild. We're battling 4-5 in the West. They were in Game 7, a chance to beat the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs. Great trade, though. I love the trade. So, yeah, uh, Suns trade for CP3. I love it. I love Chris Paul and the Suns. All right, so my final. So, nothing really changed. I did change a little. Okay, so my final mock draft. I have Lamella going. If there's no trades happening, this is, again, no trades happening. I did incorporate the uh, OKC trade. They have the 28th pick now. Um, I got Minnesota taking Lamello. I think it makes a lot of sense. D'Lo can play off the ball, I think. I think he can be the two guard. Um, 
But we'll see. Does Minnesota end up moving it? Minnesota couldn't have moved it. There's rumors that Chicago might want to trade up to one to draft LaMelo. Um, the Knicks want to trade for the number one pick, but are they too far down from it? You, you're probably going to have to trade a, your un, an unprotected first next year. Um, and I don't think the Knicks are willing to do that unless they want to get LaMelo. Uh, so who knows? But, yeah, I don't think so. I got Golden State taking Wiseman. They need a big guy. And, again, they, this is a pick that could be traded as well. One and two, I think, are the most likely to move, in my opinion. Um, if they go get a top center, you know, could you trade – Two for um, Andre Drummond. So that's possible there. You know, we'll see what happens. I got Charlotte taking Edwards. Makes a ton of sense to pair him with Devontae Graham. I love that backcourt. I got the Bulls taking Denny and VJ. They need a small forward. Because I think Kobe White is a good point guard. I don't think they need to trade for LaMelo. Um, they got a good point guard in my opinion. They have a center in Wendell Carter. They have power forward marketing. They do have Otto Porter, who did opt in. But I still think for the future, a VJ makes a ton of sense. It was Zach Levine and then Kobe, uh, Kobe White. At five, I got Cleveland taking Obi Toppin. Makes a ton of sense. From Ohio. My guess is you're going to try to move on from Kevin Love at some point. So Toppin playing the four. I got the Hawks taking Halliburton. People are saying, why a point guard? Well, Trey Young and him as the, a dual point guard, I think works very well. Because Halliburton can, you know... Trey can work off the ball a little more, and Halliburton can take a, um, take the reins. I mean, instead of him having to have the ball the entire time, Halliburton can have the ball at times. Um, so I like that pick. Uh, I got Detroit taking Okungwu from USC. They need anything best best available, really, in my opinion, or a point guard. But in my if Halliburton falls to seven, I think they take Halliburton. But I think they'll take Okungwu if he's there. Uh, I got the Knicks taking Killian Hayes. They do get a point guard again. If they trade for Westbrook in the coming days, who knows? Maybe uh, I won't have. The, I'll have them maybe taking uh, Isaac Okora, who can play small forward, because uh, R.J. Barrett plays uh, the two. Um, okay, and then I got the Suns taking Patrick Williams, filling the small forward spot for Ubre. Makes a ton of sense. Spurs taking Devin Vassell, shooting guard from Florida State. Kings taking Aaron Nesmith, small forward from Vanderbilt, who in my opinion is the best shooter in the draft. Um, 13 Pelicans taking Sadiq Bey, small forward. They could they could reach possibly and take Maxi, but I think at this point you got a Sadiq Bey's better, so you got to take Bey. I know they have a small forward in Ingram. I don't see a problem with Ingram playing the two either. Um, and Sadiq's going to be a good two-way player immediately, in my opinion, come from Villanova. I got Boston taking point guard uh Kira Lewis from Alabama. Uh, Kimba's getting a little older. Injury prone, so maybe you take a, a point guard here. Um, I got Orlando taking a point guard. Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Um, you know, Orlando really could just use best player available, and I would think Cole Anthony at 15 would be the best player available, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I got Portland taking Tyrese Maxey. They need shooting, so you go get Tyrese Maxey. You can back up uh, CJ McCollum. They play three guards a lot anyway with uh, uh, the Duke guy. I can't think, think of his name right now. Who played incredible in the playoffs um, in the bubble. They, need, you know, they go three guards a lot anyway, so I don't think it really matters here taking another shooting guard. I got the Wolves who have another pick taking Achua. They took a guard in LaMelo. I have them taking a point guard in LaMelo. Go get Achua who can play power forward right there with Carl Anthony Towns. I got the Mavericks taking Desmond Bain. In my opinion, the Mavericks missed this. They missed defense. The most and Desmond Bain, I think, can be a great two-way player in this league. He hits. He's might. He might be the. He's probably the second, or you could argue he's the best shooter in the draft. Also, so I think it makes a lot of sense to get shooting around Luca. I got the Nets taking R.J. Hampton. I'm guessing that pick would be gone if they traded for Harden, but I would like them to take Hampton. Um, Miami Heat taking Jalen Smith, power forward out of Maryland, makes ton of sense. Power forward is probably their most. Do they need help the most at? It was Olenek and Myers Leonard at times, so or small ball with Solomon Hill. So I think Jalen Smith makes a ton of sense. I got Philly at twenty one taking Josh Green, the shooting guard out of Arizona, shooter, and I think he's a win now guy. Even though he's a freshman, I think he can play. He can play immediately, just like Matias Stiebel did for them. So I like Josh Green a lot. Nuggets 
I see this guy being taken from about 28 to 33, but I got them taking uh, Zeke Naji, the center from Arizona. They need help defensively. They're, that was their biggest miss, uh, rim protector. Jokic and Plumlee aren't rim protectors. Um, and we'll see how good Bull Bull could be defensively, but I think he's more offensive. So Zeke Naji, defensive anchor, that's what they need. Utah, I got them taking Theo Maldon, a point guard from France. Makes sense if you're gonna not if you don't move Mitchell to the point guard and you know you got Mike Conley it makes sense to pick a point guard here for them. Uh, I got the Bucks taking uh, Malachi Flynn from San Diego State. Um, in my opinion, the Bucks could also get Drew Holiday. That'd be a great fit for them too. Um, Malachi Flynn though brings. Win now. He played three years of college basketball. And he brings in scoring and shooting. Which, in my opinion, they have trouble scoring in the playoffs. Defense tightens up. He's a good shooter as well, so I like that pick. OKC, I got them taking Nico Mannion, point guard from Arizona. This is a ceiling guy. I think his ceiling's really high. Um, and that's what the Thunder are going to... I think that's what Thunder are going to try to get. They're going to get a lot of ceiling guys so they can... You know, they can build a future. Uh, and that's what they're going to do here. Boston at 26. I had them taking, who did I have them taking at 15, 14? I had took, they took a point guard, Kira Lewis. I had them taking Vernon Carey, the power forward center from Duke. Could be a good defensive player. They need a big, so there you go. Uh, I got the Knicks taking Jade McDaniels, who has a very high ceiling as well from Washington, the power forward. Um, I got the Thunder taking. Alexi Pokusevich, Pokushevsky, the center from Serbia. High, in my opinion, one of the highest ceilings in this draft. Very unknown. Very, very unknown. Um, and I think, again, Oklahoma City, you're willing to take risks like this because you know you're rebuilding probably for the next two, three, four years. So you're willing to do this, and I think that's a great take. Great pick there. Uh, he looks like he could be a stud. They could be moving on from Steven Adams, probably. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Toronto, I have them taking Tyrell Terry, point guard from Stanford. I think Van Fleet's gone. He's going to get a big-time contract from somebody. Uh, so, yeah, I have them taking a point guard. Lowry's getting older. I have him come learn from Lowry for two years. Great pick here for the Raptors. Boston, I just had them take best available. In my opinion, this guy is has the talent to be a lottery pick. Jamias Ramsey, the shooting guard from Tech. Some people said that. Um, he could have benefited from coming back one year um, at Tech. I think so as well. I think he would have definitely been a lottery pick if he would have came back and did what he did last year. I have Boston taking him because why not? I think he could turn into a really good player in this league. Let's get into some soccer now. That was a lot of basketball talk. A lot of basketball talk there. You know, big things coming. Obviously, the draft in two days. Free agency starts. Um... Three days later. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, headlines for soccer. USA Soccer bounced back. I just watched the game right now. Game just ended. They bounced back after a, a, a very subpar performance. Nil-nil draw with Wales. They win 6-2 over Panama. They look great today. I know they're definitely superior to Panama. But I thought they were definitely superior to Wales, too. And, you know, it was very... Wasn't a very good performance, in my opinion. But a huge bounce back um, for USA today. And a big 6-2 win. Uh, Luis Suarez has COVID. Um, so, yeah, prayers to Luis Suarez. Hopefully he gets better quickly. Liverpool, unlikely to sign defender in January trench window. I think that all matters on how the rest of this month in December goes. If they really if they start conceding goals, which they're doing well right now. They're not really conceding goals. So right now, maybe you don't need to. Depends on how, if you can keep this up for the next month and a half. Um, PSG to offer Sergio Ramos a three-year deal. They said they're going to prioritize Mbappe and Neymar first. Will they get those deals done, or will Mbappe and Neymar decide that they want to play somewhere else? So that goes in. Where would I like to see Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, and Mbappe play next year? I believe all four are going to be on different teams. I do not believe that 
And if anybody stays, in my opinion, it'll be Mbappe. But I don't think so. I think he's going to leave as well. Where would I, I, Messi and Ronaldo first. I'd love to see them have one season in the Premier League before they go. Messi, I think, is going to not be an American. Uh, towards the end of his career, I don't think he's going to be a USA guy. I think he's going to be more China. They're going to offer him big time money. They've already said that. Ronaldo, I do think he goes to the USA at some point. Um, probably enter uh, Miami. Play with uh, David Beckham's uh, squad. So, But next year, I'd love to see Messi go to Man City and Ronaldo go back to Man U for one year. Let them play in the Premier League their last go. Love to see Messi play in the Premier League at least one season. And I'd love to see Ronaldo back at Man U. I think that'd be incredible. Um, for Neymar... It's tough. Um, I don't think it's very, very far-fetched that Neymar and Mbappe play on the same team next year. Um, and that would be in that would be in Spain, playing together at Real Madrid. I think that's a very high possibility. I'm not sure how much interest Neymar or Mbappe have going into the uh, Premier League. I haven't heard much. I'm going to make a prediction that they play together next year at Real Madrid. I think Neymar and Mbappe will both move to Real Madrid next year. I think Madrid's going to they're going to gut their team. I think they're going to gut some of the older guys, Modric, Ramos, possibly Cruz, and they're going to develop huge amounts of money and go get both of them in my opinion. I think that's what happens. Uh and that'd be incredible. So now my Champions League group predictions, let's see how they're standing right now. Okay, so right now I have it predicted correct in Group A. I have Bayern and Atletico winning, and then Lokomotiv and Salzburg finishing third and fourth, Lokomotiv in third. That right now it is Bayern has nine points, they're in first. Atletico has four points in second. Lokomotiv two points in third, and Salzburg one point in fourth. So right now I got it correct. Now, the other groups though. Group B, I had Inter Milan finishing first, Madrid second, Shakhtar third, and Gladbach fourth. Right now, Gladbach is in first with five points. Shakhtar is in second with four. Madrid has four points as well in third. Their goal differential is, or no, is it goals? Hmm. Oh, it's head-to-head right now, and Shakhtar beat Real Madrid. And then Inter Milan finishing f- is in fourth with two points, so I had winning the group. This group can change. It's only a three-point differential from first to fourth, so it still could change, but not looking good so far for me in Group B. Uh, group C, I have Man City finishing first, Porto second, Martial third, and Olympiacos fourth. Right now it's Man City at nine points in first, Porto at six points in second, Olympiacos is in third with three points, and Martial in fourth with zero. So right now I got the... I'm looking to just get the advancements correct. And right now, that group is looking good for me as well. Group C is. Group D. Um, I had it finishing out at Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and I can't... Midjaland? I can't even say their name. I'm not going to lie. They're in, they're, they have zero points. They're in fourth. Atlanta's in third. Ajax in second, and Liverpool in first. So Group D, I'm doing pretty well. Also, Group E, again, doing good. I had Chelsea and uh, Sevilla finishing first and second. They are both in first and second with uh, uh, Reynes and Krasdar in third and fourth. So I'm doing good there. Uh, Group F, I had it as Lazio finishing first, Dortmund second, Club Bruges, in third, and Zenit in fourth. That is correct. I have the correct... Oh, no. Dortmund right now is in first. Lazio is in second. Uh, Bruges in third, and Zenit in fourth. So right now, I do have the top two. I have the advancements correct. Group G. Uh, I had... This was a pretty easy group for me to pick, I thought. Barcelona first... Or I had Juventus first. Barcelona second. Dynamo third. Can't say the other team's name. They're not doing good anyway. But I do have Barcelona and Juventus right as of right now. And then I believe this one's a little... Yep. Okay, so Group H, I have PSG finishing first, Man U finishing second, Leipzig third, and Istanbul finishing fourth. Right now it's Man U one, Leipzig two, and PSG three. And I have PSG winning, so PSG right now sitting on the wrong side of the group. But again, there is 
two games left, I believe, in every in every group. I think they got caught up. It's not unbalanced anymore yet. Two games left. I need Group B and uh, Group H, PSG at least, to flip it around. Definitely need um, Madrid and Inter Milan to flip it around for me to be correct on everyone advancing to the knockout stage. So that is my... That's my update on the Champions League. Now we'll go to a little Would You Rather. Um, I, I just got some of these from... I looked around the internet to see you know, what was popping on Would You Rather and stuff like that. Uh, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? This one was interesting to me. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think Kyler Murray's a better player. I think if you ask me who I'd take at quarterback, if I had to take quarterback today to start my franchise, I'd probably have Murray at three behind Wilson and Mahomes, of course. Um... I like Murray over Lamar though. I think he's as good. I think he is is as good as a runner in my opinion, and I think he's a way better passer right now. Um, so yeah, I like Kyler Murray for sure. I would rather have Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. Would you rather see Connor fight Poirier or Gaethje? At this point, it doesn't matter because Connor is fighting Poirier. Uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but yeah, I would rather see him fight Poirier anyway. Poirier is coming off a win. You know, we're gonna go by Gaethje standards. Get a big time win. Well, you lost your last fight. I don't care if it was the Khabib. You lost your last fight. And I have an idea who I'd like to see Gaethje fight next. And it's not Connor. So, yes, I'd rather see the Poirier fight anyway because people have said, well, I think Poirier's got so much better. I don't think, you know, I think it'll be a really good fight. I think it could be close. Okay. That's why I want to see the Poirier fight because I think Connor smokes him. I think Connor smokes him in the rematch also. Maybe not 90 seconds in. But first round, I'll give Poirier seven minutes. I'll give him maybe see a second round, but I doubt it. I think Connor smokes him quick. Would you rather have Mike Trout or Mookie Betts? I would rather have Mookie Betts. For me, I like Trout, and I don't think it's all his fault what's going on, you know, with his career in L.A. and everything. He did sign the extension, though, to stay for to stay in Anaheim, so... That's on him. So I'd rather have Mookie Betts. So I think he's just more of a winner, in my opinion. So I'd rather have Mookie Betts. Would I rather see Khabib fight GSP or Connor? Because it sounds like Khabib's going to come out for 30-0. Um, I don't think we're going to hear that announcement for a while, though, and who he's fighting. Because um, I think he's going to take his time. I think, he's, I think, in my opinion, he's going to watch and see what Connor does. It, what did he finish Gaethje or he finished Poirier in round he finished Poirier in round two or three? Um, I think if Connor goes out and smokes Poirier, I think you could see Khabib say, "Okay, let's do it again. Let's do the rematch. Let's end the rivalry. Let me beat you and go 30-0. And obviously for Connor, that's the fight he wants the most, in my opinion. I, whatever he says, he says I'm willing to fight anybody and everybody. And he's not really calling out Khabib anymore. I think he's playing the right move though. Don't call Khabib anymore. Fuck him. You know, let Khabib do what he's gonna do because he's gonna do what he's gonna do. So fuck him. Let's fight all these other. Let's fight Poirier, and then either Khabib's got to make a decision: Do I fight GSP at 170, or do I defend my belt against Connor? Because if you don't defend your belt against Connor, you go fight GSP. Okay, you drop the title. Connor's fighting for the belt. Your call. It's going to be all in Khabib's hands. Connor's going to fight the next guy up. Connor's going to run through the lightweight division in 2021. Whoever it is, in my opinion, I don't think I. I would rather see Khabib fight Connor in the rematch. Bias reasons, but if it's at 170, the GSP fight's fun. It's definitely fun. I don't really care for it. GSP's 40. I don't really care for it, but it is what it is. It's a fun fight. A big pay-per-view seller, in my opinion. Not Khabib's side. GSP's the A side. Khabib's pay-per-view flopped um, against Gaethje. So. Dana said trending to be the biggest ever. Did 650,000 buys. No, buys speak louder than Dana saying bullshit. But, uh, yeah. Um, in my opinion, no matter what... Connor beats Poirier, he's fighting for the title in his next fight. Whether it's against Khabib or if it's against somebody else because Khabib's, not, Khabib's choosing not to defend the title. And I'm guessing that'll either be the winner of Michael Chandler and Ferguson, which it sounds like that fight's going to happen. Could happen in December, possibly at a fight night in January. January 16th is a possible date as well, or January 9th. Another possible date for that fight to happen. Um, yeah, so whatever. I'd rather see Connor bias reasons, but again, the GSP fight is fun. Um, would I rather be the Lakers or the Clippers going into the next season? Well, come on. The Lakers don't have any pressure. There's no pressure on the Lakers. They won the title. Last year was supposed to be the Clippers' year. 
And to me, there was no pressure on the Lakers last year either. The Clippers backed themselves into a corner saying, we are the kings of L.A. Kawhi said, I'm the king of L.A. Come on, bro. You bounce in the second round. Now the pressure is all on them. They fired Doc. They Kawhi and Paul George both wanted Ty Lue. That's who they got. They have their coach that they, the players wanted. Kawhi calling himself the best player in the world. He's clearly not even close. All the pressure is on the Clippers. I'd much rather be the Lakers. And especially you get Dennis Schroeder. They found a legit third score that is going to be consistent night in, night out. That was the only issue with the Lakers. They were the best defensive team. They're going to be again. And now they have their third score. Okay, I'll be. I'll take the Lakers. And, he, and, that, and I have well, you it's good you love LeBron. No, because all the pressure is on the Clippers. They don't want a title. Well, Paul George and Kawhi hit free agency next year. All the pressure is on the Clippers. You got your coach you wanted. Let's go. You got to go now. NFL. Headlines. Can we stop giving Carson Wentz a pass? It's utterly ridiculous when we give him a pass. We give him a pass. They act like he's still good. No, he's not. He is not a good quarterback. He's average. Stop giving him a pass. You lost to the Giants this week by 10. Come on. You could have ran away with the division. At 4-4-1... Four, four you would have ran away with this division. You are still allowing the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington football team, and the Giants to hang around. I think the Giants are going to win the division. I think the Giants win the division around 6-10, and 7-9. I think the Giants are a better football team than their record shows. They're better than 3-7 and seven, in my opinion. Cowboys aren't going to win the division. Not good enough. Quarterback's not good enough. Wentz isn't good enough, though. There's no, there's no good quarterback in this division, really. Or elite quarterback. So, you know, uh, Pats keep their playoff hopes alive. They beat the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Great win for the Pats. They keep the playoff hopes alive, especially possible, possibly having an eighth team in the playoffs. Um, why at 9-0, I'm still not a Steeler believer. Uh, I, I'm not using the Steelers still. I don't know why. I can't get myself to say that they are... No, I will say they're definitely a top five Super Bowl contender in the NFL because I think there's just not a lot of good teams this year. Um yeah, you got the Bucks. To me, you got the Bucks in the in the NFC. The Saints, I guess. The Cardinals for sure. The Seahawks, the Rams, but Bucks are going to run away with that at some point, I think. Um, there's a lot of teams the Steelers can lose to. I don't think they're the offense is there. It's it's okay. I'm not sold that Big Ben's completely back. I believe him and Breeze are definitely they're not washed, but mm, I'm not a believer in Big Ben and Drew Brees anymore. I'm out on the Browns. Um, ten, I know they won 10-7. I'm out, though. That offense isn't good enough. I'm out. I'm out. Cleveland, they'll probably make the playoffs, and they'll get bounced in round one. I'm out on the Browns. Just, just get off the Browns. Uh, Tua is for real, and why this quarterback draft class could be spe- – this quarterback draft class has a, the potential to be one of the best ever if these guys keep playing. Like, I don't see Herbert. The only thing for Tua is the health. Can he stay healthy? But Burrow and Herbert, I mean, those guys are some dogs. Tua is a dog. What a, what a draft class. They all nailed their picks. They all nailed the quarterback picks. Unbelievable. Uh, Breeze has five rib fractures and a collapsed lung. My God, that man. You know, it's what happens when you're 40. It just shows you, though. Tom Brady, man. He's an Iron Man. All right, so last week, I still haven't gotten... Which obviously, the Monday night game has not been played, but I'm... I'm 11 I think I'm sitting on 11 and 3 or 10 and 3. I'm 94 and 52 on game predictions. That's a 64.4% win percentage. Last year I was 79.3. Been a rough year. I've had some rough weeks. Thursday night football though. We're going Cardinals 31, Seahawks 27. Sunday early games. Eagles and Browns play. My god. Eagles 17, Browns 21. Uh Titans 24, Ravens 26. I think the Ravens bounce back. Uh, Lions 31, Panthers 28, Patriots 23, Texans 20, Steelers 30, Jaguars 10. Well, the the Falcons-Saints pick could change if Breeze doesn't play. Possibly. I think it could be – I still think the Saints could win, but it could be closer. Right now I got Falcons 24, Saints 34. That's, that's possible to change though. I'm going Bengals 28, Washington 24. Sunday late games – Dolphins 27, Broncos 20, 
Cowboys 17, Vikings 31, Jets 20, Chargers 30, Packers 27, Colts 23, Chiefs 34, Raiders 27, and Monday night I'm going Rams 27, Bucks 30. Uh, my spreads, I'm now back to 25 and 25. I was terrible in spreads in the NFL last year. I was way under 500. I was hot early. Now we're sitting at 25 and 25. Rough. I know. Um, I got Steelers minus 9.5 at Jacksonville. I think they should easily cover. Chargers, I'm going Chargers minus 9.5 against the Jets too. Uh, and then I got Lions at plus 3.5 at, at the Panthers. Uh, Vikings minus 8.5 versus the Cowboys. And I'm going Chiefs minus 6.5 over the Raiders. Uh, the standings were tough this week because I had the Colts jump very high and I didn't have them ranked. Um, I have Chiefs one; they're eight and one. I got the Chiefs at one. I do have the Steelers at two. You still can't say nine and zero. They're not. They're not a good team. I still have them at two because that defense. The defense is nasty. Uh, Tampa at three. Uh, Green Bay at four. I got the Cardinals up to five. I love the Cardinals. I love them. And I should have stayed on them from the get-go. I love the Arizona Cardinals. Um, consistency is what they have to find now. they got to find consistency. And let's see if they can do it. They play Seattle Thursday night. I got the Colts at 6, at 6-3. Six and three. That defense is nasty. River's starting to play better. They got Jonathan Taylor in the run game. I like the Colts. At 7, I got the Miami Dolphins at 7. Yes, I have them over the Buffalo Bills. Reason why. Defense. Dolphins defense, very good. I don't like the Bills defense. I do have the Bills at 8. I dropped Seattle all the way to nine. Their defense is so bad. I cannot pick them to win the Super Bowl, and I cannot put them that high. You can't put them that high. Baltimore, I dropped them down to 10. Very, very worried for Baltimore right now. Very worried. Um, the Rams at 11. and I could add the Rams higher, possibly. I like their defense. But I get the Rams at 11. I get the Saints at 12. Not faithful and breeze. And I have the Titans on the outside looking in. This top, this top 12 is very tough to pick this week. All right, let's go to my five stars from this past week. One of them is kind of a season, but uh, Dustin Johnson wins the Masters and sets a score record at 20 under par. Uh, unbelievable job by DJ. Very happy for him. Uh, gets that green jacket. Congrats to DJ, and congrats on setting the record. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Hail Mary catch. My Lord, Murray rolls left. How there wasn't five guys in the end zone. Surrounding DeAndre Hopkins, there was there are still three, but you needed more. Obviously, Hopkins an incredible catch wins the game for the Cardinals at the buzzer. Um, this is a shout out to Liberty and Coach Hugh Freeze. Um, they're eight zero. Let's see, we can jump to where I have I have in my power twenty two. I have them ranked twenty one. Uh. They've beaten Syracuse and Virginia Tech this year, and now they have NC State next, so a chance for another third uh, Power 5 victory, um, a third ACC victory. I love what Liberty's done this year. Hugh Freeze, go get the South Carolina job. We'll see what happens. College football, headlines, Big 12 out of the playoff race. Let's call it now. They're out. Was I wrong? Was I wrong on Oklahoma making the playoff? Yes. Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12, though. I believe they beat Oklahoma State this weekend. So that gives them the head-to-head over Oklahoma State. I think Iowa State or K-State. I kind of think K-State's going to beat Iowa State, but if Iowa State beats K-State, Oklahoma controls their own destiny. Crazy. Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. Call it now. Which I called from the beginning of the year. I changed my mind after a couple games, but they're playing really well now. Um, is this a year a non-Power 5 gets in? Very possible. Very possible that Cincinnati, uh, BYU have a chance of getting in if they can keep running the table. They're going to need some help, of course, but they definitely have a chance to run the table. Uh, for them, they do, Ohio State went out. Don't lose. Alabama went out. Give Florida their second loss in the title game. They need A&M to lose a game. And then... They either need Notre Dame to beat Clemson in the ACC title game or Clemson absolutely obliterate Notre Dame to prove it was a fluke so one of you two can jump in. Still need a lot to happen, but there's a chance. My Heisman power rank, my Heisman rankings after this last week, I got Trevor Lawrence at four still, Zach Wilson at three, Fields at two, and Mac Jones at one. Now let's get into my power 22 rankings. Number one team in the country, Ohio State. 
Yes, I know they didn't play. And they've only played three games. I think they're just the best team in the country. Plain and simple. Big game this weekend. Top-ranked team in Indiana. Number two, Alabama. Easy. Three, Notre Dame right now. Easy. Clemson, four. Uh, A&M, five. Florida at six. Cincinnati at seven. Indiana at eight. BYU at nine. Wisconsin at 10. Oregon at 11. Miami at 12. Marshall at 13. Coastal Carolina at 14. Georgia, 15. Oklahoma State, 16. Oklahoma, 17. Northwestern, 18. Texas, 19. Iowa State, 20. Liberty, 21. And USC, 22 are my Power 22 rankings. College football, I'm doing tremendous on spreads and uh, games of the week. Um, uh, So games of the week, I'm 36 and 12. We're going to keep it rolling. Number eight, Indiana. Traveling to the number one team, my number one team in the country, Ohio State. And I got Indiana 24, Ohio State 45. I think they kill them. Uh, number 10, Wisconsin. Traveling, my number 10, Wisconsin. Traveling to my number 18, Northwestern. I got Wisconsin 31 23. Number, my number 16, Oklahoma State. Versus my number 17, Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma winning 31 24. Appalachian State traveling to my number 14, Coastal Carolina. I think it's going to be a great game. I got Coastal Carolina winning 34 31. And then I got K-State traveling to number 20, Iowa State. I got K-State winning 24-21. Spreads of the week, I'm 35 and... Oh, no. I might not have added these up correct. Yeah, I gotta go back and look. I don't think I added them up correct. Um, Hold on. Okay, well my spread right now I'm thirty five and fifteen, which is two extra games, so I think I, I didn't count the games of the week right. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm thirty eight and twelve in games of the week. My fault. Thirty eight and twelve. Not thirty six. Okay. So my spreads, I got Texas AM minus twelve and a half over Ole Miss. K State plus eleven and a half at Iowa State. Mississippi State plus twenty four and a half at Georgia. I'm not huge on Georgia. I got Liberty plus three and a half at North Carolina State and Ohio State minus nineteen and a half over Indiana. Um, dumbass tweets. We already talked about the Harden kid, and then Tony calls Connor a replica, which that doesn't make sense. Connor's the biggest star the sport has ever seen. He changed the game forever. First ever two weight champ, simultaneous. No replica there, hun. No replica there, Tony. Come on. Chill. Chill, Tony. That's just such a dumb tweet. Such a dumb tweet by Tony. And he, he's just he's a weird guy. Uh, a couple headlines for combat sports. McGregor Poirier 2, set for UFC 257 on January 23rd. That it's gonna be it's gonna be out to the public in a couple days. Um just working on the money for Connor. It's gonna be it's going to be done in a few days. Poirier has already been notified by the UFC. I, it's going to be done. He's headed for training camp tomorrow in Florida. So yes, it is set. Izzy, one, Izzy is to fight Jan for the light heavyweight title. Interest, I like it. Sucks for Glover, but I like the fight, and I like the fight for Izzy a lot. Do I believe Khabib will stay retired? Absolutely not. I believe he definitely comes back for one more. And let's say he came back and lost to Connor. Well, he's going to have one more after that. You're going to have to do the trilogy. But yeah, I believe he's not. I don't. I believe he comes back. Um, it's just a little bit of what's next. I just did, looked at the last couple cards, see what's next uh, for some of the bigger names. Um, Kevin Holland, he's fighting Jack Hermanson, stepping in for Darren Till, so that's already booked for Holland. Greg Hardy, I'd like to just see him step up. Arlovsky got a big win. I'd love to see him fight Andre Arlovsky next. Greg Hardy, Arlovsky is the fight to make. If not, Bagoy Ivanov is a good fight as well. Bryce Mitchell, Shane Burgos or Dan Ige, either one. Shane Burgos or Dan Ige, Dan Ige either one. Love both. Uh, Uriah Hall, I want to see Yo Romero because that fight was booked. Or do a Derek Brunson rematch because I think he would beat Derek Brunson now. Tiago Santos is fighting Alexander uh, Rof, uh, Rokic. So, good fight for Tiago. Needs a win. That's a big fight for the division. For Glover, either wait or you fight the winner of Reyes and Yuri Prozaska. But I would wait if I was Glover. I'd wait for that title shot. The only thing that sucks is if he fight, if Izzy wins the belt, I don't think Izzy's defending against Glover. I think you're going to see Izzy John probably. Uh, Paul, Fe- Paul Felder, Ally Aquinta is a great fight. Al hadn't fought in a while. They were scheduled to fight when Al stepped in to fight uh, Khabib. That's a great fight. Or Diego Federa. I'd love to see Felder fight either one of those guys. Rafael Dos Anjos, number one 
Justin Gaethje. That's fight I have for Gaethje. Lightweight, light heavyweight division's easy. Connor Poirier, Tony Chandler, Gaethje, Dos Anjos. Those are the fights. If not, if no Gaethje, Dos Anjos, Ga- uh, Dos Anjos fights Dan Hooker. So let's get into my UFC 255 predictions to end the cast. Um, again, this is sucks because you know Connor wanted Connor wanted to be on this card. He wanted to be the main event because the two title fights are both flyweight fights. This pay per view is going to do terrible. Hundred thousand buys, maybe, maybe a little over. It's it's a good card, but it's not a pay per view card. You don't have a good headliner. This whole thing about Dana saying that oh ESPN wants title fights prioritized. No, they don't. They want money. You're telling me if Dana White. Went to ESPN and said, hey, you know, we have Diego Fidea versus Alex Perez in the main event of UFC 255. ESPN's going to go, who? And they're going to say, well, we have the option to throw Conor Poirier as the main event on this card. They're going to say, sign me up. Let's go. That's at least a million and a half buys, if not two. Yes, let's do it. Dana lying out of his ass again. Shogun, Paul Craig, uh, rematch. They uh, they had a draw a couple years back. I'm going Shogun via unanimous decision. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian versus Cynthia Calvillo in a women's flyweight bout. Winner's going to fight for the belt, probably. I got, or may, if Calvillo wins, and I do have Calvillo winning via unanimous decision. Uh, Mike Perry, Tim Means was supposed to be Mike Perry, Robbie Lawler. God damn. Lawler got hurt. Great fight still. Perry via second round TKO. Valentina Shevchenko defends her women's flyweight title against Jennifer Maya. I got Shevchenko easily winning. Uh, second round KO. Uh, Davidson Figueiredo versus Alex Perez for Figueiredo's flyweight title. This was again supposed to be Figueiredo Garbrandt, which would have been a good headliner because Garbrandt's a name that does at least three hundred thousand buys, if not four hundred. That's a great main event. That would have been fine. But you throw in Perez here, you need a you need a top name. Well, we're too late now. I got Figueiredo via second round sub. Um. So yeah, good podcast. Uh. Can't wait for Connor to be back. Can't wait for them to release that to the public so we can get the promos going, set up the press conference and stuff. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, Connor runs through Dustin. Can't wait for 2021. Connor's going to be back on a tear. I, he, you know, fight for the belt. I, you know, maybe if he wins the belt at the, at the before the summer, April, May, maybe he fights for the welterweight title at the end of 2021. Try to get the champ champ status again. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Probably later this week. Def, uh, probably actually Friday night. Probably back Friday. Thanks, guys.